BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Have you ever found weird things in a vagina? Have you found yourself needing multiple partners to fulfill your desires? Hey guys, I'm Dr. Jacqueline Walsh, a board-certified OBGYN. It is so important that we know how and when to ask the right questions, whether you're in front of your doctor or just hanging out with your good girlfriends. Now, I wanted to create Dr. Jackie's point of view because sometimes you need to just hear the unfiltered, good old Dr. Jackie. I will inspire, uplift, and educate women and men on the who, what, when, and where of things we balance daily. Make sure you subscribe to Dr. Jackie's Point of View and tune in every Thursday. Hey guys, this is Note to Self, and I'm your host, Peyton Sarton. From Q&As and breakup tips to simply navigating every stage of life, Note to Self is a space to get messy, explore new perspectives, and ultimately empower yourself and others. Grab some wine or a mocktail, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hi guys, I hope you all are having a good week so far. By the time you're listening to this, I will be in New York City for Fashion Week, which is really just an excuse to go to New York. For me, I have not been to a real Fashion Week since 2019, so it'll be interesting to be back. I will say I feel like influencers get so shit on for going to Fashion Week, so I'm I'm honestly scared to post about it because not because anyone's going to be like mean to me, but because I know that the way sometimes influencers showcase fashion week can seem just so betchy and annoying. Like I get it. I've seen it from a consumer perspective as well. And I just don't want to be that person. I'd rather y'all feel like I'm showcasing fashion week in a way that you feel like you're there rather than me trying to make you jealous, like you're missing out because you're not there, you know? And I guess it really depends on the person who's consuming the content and like what their perspective is on it, because you can't make everyone feel included. Some people are going to hate on you. I get it, but I just don't want to be like another influencer going to New York fashion week, doing the same fucking content. So if you want to come follow me on Instagram, you can see my best attempt at trying to not be annoying. (laughs) I'm going to do my fucking best y'all. I promise you can let me know how I do after. But the first bit of the week, I will be with my Revolve friends. I'm really lucky to be going on the Revolve trips. They just do so much for the people they bring on the trips. And I really love the team. I really love the girls every single time. I always have a great time. Last Revolve trip, I don't know if you all saw, but I jumped in the pool fully clothed. I might say jumped in. I mean mean belly flopped in the pool fully clothed. And no one judged me. I actually was arm in arm with another girl. What I love about Revolve trips is 
no one really gives a fuck. You could do whatever you wanted. Everyone is generally very nice and it just is a party. So I'm really excited for that. And another, that's another thing. I think like some revolved trips, I feel like influencers get shit on for posting them in a certain way and going on them. Like you just can't ever get anything right. But I think the combo of the revolve trip and New York fashion week (laughs) might really rub some people the wrong way. So again, I'm going to do my best, but I'm really excited. I'm really excited to use the week one to be in New York. Like I said, two to see both new and old friends and meet some new friends. It's just like a fun social week. And I will say I'm all over the place this fashion week because at the beginning I'm going to be with Revolve and then Joe's going to come for the weekend and then um, I will be not with Revolve on the back end of the week. So I can't wait to take y'all with me. Another thing, Joe and I finally rented our Airbnb for Los Angeles. We did a total of five months. I believe we'll be out of LA by February, but we finally have an address in Los Angeles. And I think we're moving at the end of this month slash the beginning of next month, but we're not totally sure. We had to get the apartment figured out first. (laughs) The apartment lease that we're in currently, that lease ends early October. So we're still getting things figured out, but that's kind of like update corner. So today I wanted to touch on the topic of having sex while on antidepressants, because I mean, this topic can apply to you if you're not taking antidepressants as well, or just medications in general. I know as a woman, my libido, even pre antidepressants fluctuated like crazy. Like sometimes I was so horny. And then sometimes I'm like, I would go for like months and months where I was like, I don't want to be touched. I don't want to look at a man. (laughs) So while we're talking about sex on antidepressants, just know that a lot of these things can apply to those of you who are not on antidepressants. If you're even listening to this episode, not sure if you're here with me, but it applies to you as well. If you're new here, I did a full episode on my experience and my choice going on antidepressants, and it's called Hot Girls Take Their Meds. It's a recent episode. You can just go back and listen to that one if you want to hear my whole story with antidepressants. I'm pretty thorough with kind of explaining my decision-making, explaining my experience. So if you need someone to relate to on that, definitely go listen to that episode. And let's just jump right in here. So if you are on medication like I am, you are aware that one major side effect of being on antidepressants is a possible reduced interest in sex. And I really want to preface this episode with a reminder that I can really only speak from my own experience. For those of you taking antidepressants, the best person to talk about this topic with is your doctor, as they may be able to help you do things like adjust or switch medications as needed. I know the discussion around medication in general can be a little bit tricky. And when you add in the whole like sex and intimacy bit, the conversation and the experience becomes even more personal. Losing your sex drive because of medication that you're taking fucking sucks. And I'm not really here to claim that I have all the answers for all of your problems in this, you know, realm of your life or that I can even completely understand your particular situation. 
but I'm going to do my best to explain myself and my experience and the things that I'm doing to one, make me even want to have sex and two, actually finish when I'm having sex. Cause those are the top two things I feel like I've been approached with in my DMS, which is kind of hilarious. <laughs> this is my job. I go into my DMS and people are like, Hey, so how are you finishing? <laughs> Like super professional girly over here. <laughs> so I wanted to do like about 30 seconds of some background research on this topic. And based on even just like some shallow research, I can tell that a lot of people experience lack of sex drive on antidepressants, both on SSRIs and SNRIs. I think a lot of people are, are on SSRIs. I am personally on SNRIs, and I talked about that. Like I said, the whole entire story is in my Hot Girls Take Their Meds episode, if y'all want more backstory on why I'm on SNRIs. So I found a an article on Harvard Health, and I will put it in the show notes because it's actually pretty informative for being like, so short, which we love. But I'm just going to read part of this here, this a little excerpt from this article to kind of get us into the conversation. So where I'm starting this excerpt, it says, if you experience any sexual problems while taking an SRI medication, talk with your doctor or therapist. About 35 to 50% of people with untreated major depression experience some type of sexual dysfunction prior to treatment, so prior to medication. So in some cases, sexual difficulties may stem not from the SSRI or SNRI, but rather from the underlying depression. If medication is the problem, sexual side effects sometimes subside with time, so it's worth waiting a while to see if problems diminish. This is a particularly good strategy if the medication is easing your depression or anxiety significantly. But if side effects from antidepressants persist, your doctor or therapist may suggest one of the following strategies as found in the Harvard Special Health Report. So some of the strategies they list here, I will just tell you right off the bat. You can also go look at this article because I'm going to share my own strategies as well. Obviously, a lot of these have to do with talking to your doctor. So lowering the dose of your medication, scheduling sex based on when your medication is, you know, strongest. So maybe your medication comes on stronger in the morning when you take it, maybe scheduling sex at a later point of the day, switching to a different drug, adding a drug and meeting with a therapist to discuss a strategy. So I wanted to touch on what actually professional people would say about this, which is obviously discuss things with your doctor and throw in some pretty easy fixes there. I thought the bit about just waiting it out and seeing if your sex drive returns was a really good point rather than making kind of rash decisions, especially if your medication is really helping you. I know for me, getting off of medication right now doesn't seem like it's something I want to do. So I have to be really intentional about sex and making sure that I'm enjoying it the same as my partner. So in terms of my own experience, let's spill the tea. Right now I am on an extremely low dose and it has been incredibly helpful for me. And one thing about that in terms of my sex drive is it hasn't really impacted it too much. For me, I think 
when I was severely depressed for a lot of my life, that affected my sex drive more than anything. I think that I definitely didn't want to have sex. I didn't want to be intimate at all um, when that was happening. So if anything, I feel like the medications are maybe making it slightly better. That being said, I do have to be incredibly intentional about sex in my relationship because my sex drive still isn't the same as if as when it was when I was not on medication and not not experiencing like a bout of pretty intense depression, if that makes sense. So basically, without medication, when I was depressed, I did not want to have sex. When I was not or when I was less depressed, I did want to have sex. And now with the medication, it's all kind of like a middle ground between wanting to and not wanting to for me. And most of the time, it's it's not necessarily loss of sex drive. It's loss of the ability to finish. And it's just harder for me to finish when I'm having sex. So I do take sex in my relationship pretty seriously. So I knew going into taking medications that it could affect my sex drive. And I was really adamant about not only researching like why and all the statistics on it, but figuring out how I could not let this affect my relationship. So let's talk about what's worked for me. And I've also consulted some very credible sources as well who do not wish to be named in this episode, but I thought that they had some interesting takes and some interesting tips. So I think first things first, my number one tip is to communicate very effectively about this to your partner, whether it's your boyfriend or your husband or your wife or your fuck buddy. I don't know. I don't know who it is. Your one night stand. We need clear communication. So for me, letting Joe know what's going on, and before I got on meds, I let him know what to expect because I didn't really know how I was going to react to the medication. I just knew the possibilities. I definitely make sure to share my own annoyance with any kind of loss of sex drive or loss of ability to actually finish. And I really wanted to make sure he knows that it's not about him. And my friend I consulted about this was like, the first thing that they said was, I really made sure to tell my partner, like, this is not about you. This is medication. I am so attracted to you. You are, I mean, so good looking and amazing and perfect. And I love you so much. And my loss of sex drive is not about you at all. I think it's so important to really nail that in with your partner so that they don't start feeling badly about themselves. And outside of the bedroom, Joe and I talk about sex pretty frequently. And I feel like I'm very direct and communicative about what I need when we are in the bedroom and before that whole fact. So I'm very thorough and specific about how I talk about sex when we're not like having sex in the moment. And kind of how I explained it to him was like everything for me, if I want to get in like a sexy mood, everything is foreplay. From the way we talk to each other to the way we are non-sexually intimate with each other to just the things that I do every single day. So overall, things like keeping up with exercise to relieve just like day-to-day anxiety that I have and just feel healthy, feel strong and all of that, it makes me feel sexier. 
Another thing I do and prep for all of this on top of communication with Joe, on top of just day to day, you know, spending time with him and having that non-sexual intimacy on top of taking care of myself health wise. I also like to practice things that make me feel sexy every single day. So these are just little things that I do. Like maybe I shave my legs and use that like lovely little scrub that I like to use and oil my legs <laughs> and my arms, my body all up after the shower. I do little things that make me feel sexy because this is a way to get in touch with my own body and to make myself feel good, which feels kind of like a form of foreplay to me. But I mean, I guess I think, <laughs> I think everything's foreplay. <laughs> Some of the things I like to do is just like taking care of my hair, putting in a good hair mask, blowing out my hair. I always feel sexier when my hair is like big and bouncy and soft, adding a little makeup on during the day, just like a little five step quick little makeup routine or, you know, less steps than that. Anything to make me feel good and sexy and beautiful um, and confident. I feel like keeping tabs on that feeling for me has helped my sex life tremendously just in general without medication, but especially while on medication, just feeling more in touch with myself, just feeling myself a little bit more. So those are some like kind of foundational things that I do and I can do every day just by myself, which is communicate directly and then take care of myself basically. So now we're moving on to like level two, which I'm going to call setting the scene. So I am very intentional about setting the scene when I know I'm going to have sex or Joe and I are definitely going to bang. We're going out to dinner. We're doing the things like I know it's going to happen and I know that he really wants it. And I try to make sure that I'm really ramping myself up for it. So I have to go at the extra mile from jump. So let's say I'm doing the sexy things. I'm looking cute. I'm feeling cute. I'm feeling good and healthy and strong and confident and all the things I've told Joe, I've prepped him. I've, I've told him, you know, I'm sorry if I don't really feel like having (laughs) sex sometimes, but I'm just going to be communicative about it. So we've, we've really laid the foundation. Now, when I want to be intimate with Joe in that way, I make sure to make it special. So if I'm having a hard time, like getting horny, I basically want to make myself put myself in a situation where like the vibe is just sexy. So a lot of the times we'll make dinner together or maybe go to a cocktail bar or go to dinner out, working out together. To me, all of this can be considered foreplay. And I just feel like these activities I know get me in the mood. So whatever you need to do, like, you know, activities that get you in the mood that make you feel comfortable and close with your partner and just kind of get your body starting to relax. I think these are all great things to do and they've really helped me and like kind of scheduling this. So if I'm like tonight, I definitely want to bang. We're going to need to do that. Let's make dinner together or, you know, whatever I'll suggest. Another thing for me is like just a glass of wine or a cup of tea. My friend was talking about how weed always makes her feel more relaxed and makes like any touching just feel like more. So she will have smoke a little weed or something. Another thing that makes me feel really, really relaxed um, if I don't feel like drinking a glass of wine or like tea or something is making Joe give me a massage, like outside of the bedroom massage. Because let's be honest, that usually turns into just banging wherever you are. (laughs) But I feel like it has the same effect as like a, a glass of wine would just like really relax and just make him give me a little massage. And he knows that it's going to go down after that. Some more things just like 
paying attention to mood lighting. We have some red lights in our room, which is just like, those are just sex lights. And I've made our room a place where I've said specifically, like, I only want to go in there to sleep and have sex. So like, I've kind of set the scene in our room already. And then always putting on music. There's just definitely a vibe that I like to listen to when I'm having sex. So Joe knows it. We're setting the scene pretty intensely. Like these are things I feel like you do when you're on vacation and you're like trying to make things sexy with your partner. But these are things that I do because I'm on medication (laughs) and it always needs to feel like a full on like first time experience. So level three, we're getting to the actual sex. So for me, I tell Joe that he needs to be incredibly slow and patient when it comes to like leading into sex when we're actually like physically touching each other. I need all the time in the world to warm up. This is just my preference. And this is me again, like outside of medication, it was the same thing. But I feel like with medication, I just needed like a little bit extra. So this is where the communication comes in and I'm very direct with him. Like, obviously, like we're about to have sex. I'm not being like, okay, bullet point one, bullet point two, bullet point three. But I will now (laughs) get that information out in in a different tone to him and make sure that he realizes that I need to go slow. We need to be patient in order to get me where I need to be. Because at this point, if I'm having sex already, All the background foundational stuff and the level two setting the ambiance and stuff has worked and I'm now like turned on. But now my main focus in level three is actually finishing. So for me, I know that takes being everything being slow and I need to be patient and I need to be really turned on for like a while. So communication is absolutely key, but there obviously is a tone to do this in while you're having sex. And also like whatever you need at this point, if taking the reins a little bit more turns you on or like pleasuring your partner turns you on, I definitely would say do this to kind of keep like the vibe going for as long as possible and to turn you on more. I think really I cannot stress it enough. Everything at this point with you and your partner, especially if you would just are now are taking meds and you are just now experiencing this like either loss of libido or inability to finish your whole sexual experience needs to be based around what you need for a little while. So you can kind of figure out you and your partner can figure out how it works and how to get yourself on the right path while on medications, if that's possible for you. And this might all seem like a lot to do (laughs) because It just, it is kind of a lot of effort, but for me, it's been important to focus on it because I feel like it'll get easier down the line with more time on medication. So one big thing for me is, I mean, I guess the biggest annoyance for me, and I think that everyone does this, but I think men are just wonderful at doing this, is they're doing something right. And you're like, wow, this is great. If they did this for a little bit longer, I would probably finish. And they stop just out of nowhere, they just stop literally the worst thing in the world. And I feel like, especially now on medications, like when I can tell I'm like on the road to being able to actually come, we got one shot at it. All right. So no one needs to be stopping what they're doing. Um, so again, this is where communication comes in for us. And I will make it very clear that I need that particular motion or whatever he's doing. I need that to continue until I say, you don't need to continue it anymore. And this is another thing that I talk about with Joe outside of the bedroom. So once we're actually in the situation, um, it's very clear what I'm talking about. 
so I don't have to tell him in those words. And with Joe, we like to make sure that I am taken care of first so we can, you know, ensure that that's happening. And of course, that leads me to my last point in the whole sex level here. If you do not finish, if you cannot finish, if you're having a hard time with it, if you can sometimes or you can other times, totally normal. Please do not guilt yourself about it. This is all even outside of medications. Sex is so up and down for women in general, I feel like. When you add on the medications and trying to both take, you know, control and take responsibility for your mental health in that way by medicating yourself, dealing with this kind of possible loss of libido or inability to finish can be incredibly frustrating. So just give yourself some grace, give yourself some time, try out these tactics, indulge yourself a little bit, make your partner indulge you a little bit because sex really is so important if you are in a relationship and it's important for people in general, even if you're not in a relationship, it's such an important part of being healthy and happy as a human being. So having that drive taken away sometimes can really be a little bit of an identity crisis and also just so it just feels shameful and it makes you feel guilty. So do not put that pressure on yourself. Just go into it knowing that that's a possibility. It does not make you a bad person. There's nothing to be ashamed of. It's totally normal. And don't put so much pressure on yourself too, because I feel like putting all the pressure on yourself makes it harder than it already is. (laughs) And I just kind of wanted to share my experience with it. I know this has been relatively quick, but I wanted to share my experience with this because it's something that many people via Instagram story have asked me to share about. And I was like, well, I don't know. It might be too short of a podcast episode, but I felt like talking about it and enough people asked, so I wanted to do it and be really thorough about it. I feel like this would be a better way to talk about it than just to put like an Instagram story slide up about it or something. So please, please, please just be gentle with yourself. Be understanding of yourself. It's complicated with medications and sex drive. I mean, everyone reacts differently to medications And everyone's sex drive in general is so all over the place. (laughs) Like you're not going to be the same as your friends or your sister or whatever it is. So it's hard to talk about as a blanket thing, but I just felt like giving some of my tips, which all center around, obviously, because this is note to self, they all center around indulgence and being aware of yourself and communicating properly and giving yourself grace and time as you kind of navigate through the new waters of having sex while on antidepressants. I would say another thing to do, especially if let's say you do not have a regular sexual partner, but you're not wanting to like totally overlook sex in your life. I would say do all of these things, all of these indulgent things with yourself get yourself a vibrator. I have the WeVibe like bullet and I also have the Woo More Play vibrator. I like them both. Get a vibrator. Just work on yourself. You know what I mean? Like figure yourself out, make yourself feel good, make yourself feel relaxed and get really comfortable with that like one-on-one time, I think, because that can be really, really helpful when on antidepressants. And I definitely, even with Joe, you know, here, I will still use my vibrator 
and have my like one-on-one time just so I can feel sexy and taken care of on my own as well. And like I said, when I started the episode, the best person you can talk about this to is your doctor. So please be so specific about this experience with your doctor because they are the best person to help you when it comes to any changes in your medication that you might need or you might want. I feel like sometimes people aren't as upfront with their doctors as they should be. I spill all the beans to mine. I'm like, this is what's going on. This is what I want. This is what I don't want. And definitely focus with them on the outcome that you want. And you guys will be able to work together on making that happen like a little team because no one deserves to be going through, you know, both dealing with depression or anxiety and then dealing with the guilt and shame that come from first taking medication because I know sometimes people have guilt and shame about doing that or like maybe a little bit of embarrassment but also the lack of sex drive can also cause those feelings as well so it's just like this layered (laughs) thing where you're kind of just judging the shit of yourself so please don't do that I'm telling you from where I'm standing and the people I have in my life and the people that have opened up since I've opened up about these topics and I'm being antidepressants, I'm realizing how normal this is and it's not shameful and you're doing your best. It really sucks to start thinking the question like, do I take care of my mental health or do I get off of medications so I can have a normal sex drive and want to have sex with my partner and be intimate with my partner in my relationship. That's just such a shitty question. And I truly think when you get the dosage right on your medication and you go like the extra mile, many of us are able to enjoy sex again and feel comfortable in that way. And it just feels like, I don't know, in the last little bit, I feel like I've taken back my power. So I hope this episode was helpful to you. Like I said, I might not know your exact situation, but I really hope you can glean something from my own experience. If anything, just know that you're doing your best and that's the only thing you could take from this episode and to not judge yourself because we're all just doing our best. And with that, I am going to go to sleep. I am so tired and I need to pack all morning. If you guys have any more questions about this particular topic, feel free to DM me. Uh, You can also DM me on the note to self Instagram. I get less DMs there, so I'm more likely to see it there. If you guys like this episode, please share it with a friend. I am so excited with the way note to self is going. I'm so excited that I get to have conversations like these and call it my job truly is my dream. And I'm so thankful for all of you being here. For those of you who have rated and reviewed the show as well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day. And if you guys have a second today and you have not done those things, you can rate and review on iTunes and you can rate the show on Spotify. It's super helpful to note to self. And I really appreciate y'all doing that. And I'll talk to y'all next week. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. You can catch a new episode of Note to Self every Thursday. Please, please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the good stuff. I always want to hear from you, so please leave a rating and review if you have a sec. Follow Note to Self on social for all the behind-the-scenes action and more info about the show at NTS by PS on Instagram and at Note to Self Pod on TikTok. And I'll talk to you all next week.